this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Welcome back to Post Show Recaps coverage of Interview with the Vampire. It was the season finale, and what a finale it was. My name is Grace. I'm here with my uh, friend and vampire DM Philly. Philly, how you doing? I am good. I'm stretching. I'm getting up out of my coffin. I'm, I'm ready to talk through the end of season one here, part one. What a finale, Rich. Uh, before I go further, I'll just uh, remind folks, postrecaps.com slash vampire. You can get our, our coverage. Uh, I was chatting with you, Rich. I asked, did you see the Mayfair Witches trailer? Uh, you did not, so uh, we'll, we'll leave that uh, till the end, as we should anyway. Let's talk about the episode. Um, but it's coming, and I'm sure uh, probably, uh, you know, sort of the Anne Rice uh, universe as it's expanding on AMC. I'm sure if you make sure you subscribe to postrecaps.com slash vampire or interview the vampire feed, um, perhaps we'll re, re- brand it uh, to be the Anne Rice uh, universe. We shall see. Um, but the finale uh, Rich, the killing or maybe not of Lestat. What'd you think? I really liked it. I thought that we made uh, some of like the biggest changes from the narrative of the books. And also I'm going to just like stop down here. 
for my full disclosure moment, Grace. Yes. I read this book like so many times back in the day when I was yes. like, I don't know, 12, 13, 14 in high school. And that was a much longer time ago than I give it credit for. Sometimes yes. like a lot has happened between now and then in the midst, like the show started and we were at a really busy time around here. We were covering a bunch of TV shows. I'm reading all these books for my adaptations, but I've gone back and I really dug hard back yep. into the tome interview with the vampire and was looking at a lot of this and did like, you fly up to the top shelf and get it off the book i shelf? did yeah, yeah i levitated quietly up to the top shelf and i turned and looked back to my cat like yes i am the yes. vampire philly yes, uh, right. but i was really brought back as i dug back in to the book itself and like looking at a lot of the specific changes so many more kind of subtle things that i'd overlooked and also i realized like how many uh egregious comments i made along the way there like just erroneously wrong about my recollection of the book throughout this podcast right yeah, but uh which is fine but yeah. i like having like spent most of the week like kind of digging through the book thumbing through it look at my old dog-eared pages and digging mm. old bookmarks out of it i was really struck with these changes and the way that they have added to make a really good season of tv mm -hmm. i think this is like a really strong season one showing i think it ends in a really strong way and i love the changes that they made to the climax here with a few minor exceptions like i really think they've created an opportunity to like deep in these characters uh in a way i didn't expect when we started this show yeah uh i mean i think uh in in reading the book uh, uh daniel is not named up to the point that i'm in the book uh, and i'm past where the show the boy, they call he's, him right? he's yeah. the boy the whole time yeah and so to think that he is in this tv show now a man who has interviewed uh louis before um he is a man with uh, living with parkinson's i'm worried about the end of his life he's already kind of done the like make me a vampire and then and then you know is now back at a, a different place uh in his life he was i believe like a, an alcoholic he's been divorced like he's just he's a much deeper character and that's not even the vampires <laughs> you know like he's not a vampire um so then you have louis lestat and claudia one thing that i was taking from the book there's a lot of the characters that do not appear in either the movie uh or, or this tv show and and i think probably uh, uh rightfully so i think this is really an examination of these three characters i think we don't meet claudia until i believe the end of episode three mm -hmm. uh so just before the halfway uh point but i thought uh by the end of this one season i know it's seven episodes i thought a really really strong performance uh and the character feels incredibly fleshed out i really love claudia i didn't you know i, I know we had our uh critiques after her first uh appearance but i thought claudia is incredible i love uh this episode really being the like uh claudia is going to kill lestat and and it's essentially like louis i'm gonna do this but I, it's actually better if you don't really know how i'm gonna do this and it's better if you kind of think i'm not gonna do it i need you to like you know fall back in love with him keep a little place for me i'll come in and pull you out before before he's gone and so yeah can they kill this immortal being it's how the episode starts can an immortal meet mortality uh daniel's gonna ask and louis runs through all the ways presumably uh notice noticeably a lot of the information he was given says yeah you know lestat told me this when he was you know at the end of one night you know like so maybe mm -hmm. it's a possibility all the information is coming through um uh, uh lestat so um yeah they're they're such rich characters i i think and i think rightfully so to just sort of like have these three uh people especially you know if this is a show that as i'm saying it's only half of a book uh it, this is about half of the movie we saw in season one um there's a lot 
more even just from book number one, but there's a lot more that they can play with. And I, so I think, uh, you know, this season one being sort of, you know, letting us meet these three people, I think makes a lot of sense uh, in retrospect, because now you can, you can go and you can expand um, the world. Now we're, the, we're in this place where Louis and Claudia, um, Kinda killed Listen, not really. They didn't kill him. Kinda, I guess we see his hand. They tried. They well, made a half-hearted. Claudia attempt. tried. Claudia tried. They made a half-hearted attempt. It's really yeah. an interesting pivot here because, like, in the book, in the film, even Claudia's like out on her own, right? Is very much right. operating on like, and Louis knows what is happening, but there is a much more conscious thing of Claudia being like, just let me do what I gotta do. It's better off if you don't know. Whereas this time Louis is much more culpable and like involved, right? right? right. Uh, I guess I would push back on the one thing you're saying where you're talking about these three leads i think interview with the vampire season one has done a great job developing those three characters but i think we have four leads including daniel Malloy, and i oh, think yeah. that that's like a brilliant yeah. choice right to make part of the story exist in a like contemporary modern timeline wherein we are actively reflecting back to the story that lewis is telling in the room is such a bold creative choice and it just creates a lot of interesting opportunity to like pivot with the narrative the world building is less deep than i was Certainly. hoping for Certainly. but to your point of like we're on the beginning of the train hopefully uh nobody shows up and like pulls us off the train uh erroneously the conductor yeah true there is um a lot of Anne Rice coming our way. So I think yeah. that like the world building, the universe is going to get fleshed out much, much deeper because amidst yeah. these books she wrote, so I've never read Mayfair Witches, though it involves very deeply with some characters that we know. Um, but some of the characters that we meet amidst these four in particular go on through Anne Rice's chronology to appear time and time and time again. And they are deepened and, and go through like such kind of misadventure, trauma, pain suffering joy love uh there's like a real deep story for us to follow here so i'm curious like how long we're going to get to follow the stories of some of these folks along amc yeah um i i think that that is true i feel like you know i i think there's a i i was sort of doing some um as as i was sort of as, as we would finish our coverage i went and looked up some people like from youtube and i was looking around on the reddit for some sure. of the stuff there was a lot of like i think there was one episode where i was like rich people are thinking that uh, uh there was you know, rashida somebody who they have not said which turned out to be a hundred percent true um and i think to the point of the armand reveal it's very interesting to me that that is the cliffhanger to a season one because it's sort of um so the, the the reveal is kind of yes uh louis also lives with this very old vampire uh, like right if you're not familiar with any interview with the vampire mm -hmm. um the name armand means nothing to you at this nope. point right um the only reveal the only thing that this is interesting is oh rashid is also a vampire there's some of the stuff about uh the sunlight which i, I believe is a thing you clocked you said did we see him in sunlight which they did it again this episode just to make sure everybody knows yeah he was in sunlight mm -hmm. um what does it mean what what is a uh, uh what is it what is the line a work he says what is a, a meager star yeah. to a 518 year old vampire yeah yeah uh which i mean the Sun is pretty old. I mean, yeah, the sun's <laughs> definitely way older than five centuries, Armand. Yeah. Like, way to get uh, your hubris on. Talk about yeah. a like consummate vampire showing up. Like the sun, the sun yeah. like waits yeah. in my shade. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But what's interesting to me is like how I think that they, uh, you know, how they want to build out this show and who they're sort of targeting in terms of a, of an audience because the reveal really is like this is Armand, the love of my life. There's also this like, yeah, I moved on uh, uh, from Lestat. I, I maybe didn't kill him, but I but I have moved on, and now I'm with uh, I, I'm with Armand. Um, which is such an interesting beat to think that you're dropping something that I think like the the two of us who watch the movie are like, oh, but if you're if you're not familiar with the movie or the book, the name Armand means nothing to you. So I thought a very interesting way to end season one. I think that the big reveal, if you're not clocking Armand, Armand's a really important vampire, right? Interview is the first in the Vampire Chronicles um, series that Anne Rice writes. Uh, the Vampire Lestat is the second one. There is a later book that will arrive, The Vampire Armand, uh, played by Antonio Banderas in that like consummate 90s film. But um, he's a very interesting character. And I think the big reveal for somebody in the dark to whom the name does not ring any bells is like, oh, wow, Louis lives with this other vampire who he drinks the blood of, who yeah. can ignore the sunlight, who can fly. Uh, also, Louis' like proclamation here, right? As it comes in the moments where Malloy is challenging Louis like fully and completely, he's like calling him on his bullshit, right? Yeah. Of, like, listen, man, let's stop, first of all, pretending that Claudia is a sweet little girl. Claudia was like a sociopath who had absolutely no concern in her cold, calculating way with throwing your boy Lestat onto the pyre. Like, she was ready to do it. The hatred nursed in her heart here and it seems that that hatred carried over to you what's that all about like stop dodging the truth of what is happening here admit you did not execute Lestat you gave him an escape opportunity I mere mortal can identify that rolling him up in the carpet and putting him in the garbage is like a very half-hearted way to dismiss of this immortal entity you know this dealer yep. of death who's going to suck on rats the size of Kevin Durant's shoe I think yeah, he says real. Yeah. that's yep. a sports ball reference right uh anyway the whole thing like is magnificent as we get this proclamation back from louis of like no this is the love of my life right it's yeah. this rejection of like i don't love Lestat, i love our bond you know and and the idea that like gosh there are, is a deepening of other vampires out there i think it's a lot about the excitement of like ooh, i can't wait to meet more vampires and oh wow seemingly just from like this final clip that we get of Rashid, this guy is potentially an equal, if not superior to Lestat uh, physically. Right. Cause I think so much of the theme of this episode, and it's been a powerful theme uh, throughout the course of the show by making Louis and Claudia black. Uh, there is a severe like power dynamic that we're articulating and Lestat and Lestat being their master to a degree and like holding them, keeping them, keeping them prisoner, manipulating, them right and something to which claudia like points out again and again and again and makes like some allusions to the nazis of it all this time it's like as lestat's playing bach right and so um yeah the notion that we're being introduced to an Armand who is older than lestat who can fly who can do these things and and like a Gosh, a protector, a counterpoint, an alternative path for a Louis Dupont du Lac in the modern world. It's a very interesting like thread to dangle in front of an audience to create some excitement about where it's going without knowing at all the specifics of Armand or any of the relevance of those pictures he's showing Daniel. Right. Yeah, I, I do think, uh, you know, in some way I said it's very, it's very interesting, but I do think they, they serve two purposes. And one is um, there is a tough thing where we, we come on, you know, after each individual episode, but also at the end of the season, 
And for at least for what interview, I don't know that it's been confirmed that it is renewed, but certainly they end this with the idea that they're coming back. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and we know that, you know, with Mayfair, which is happening, that, that AMC is very invested in potentially the Ant Rice universe being perhaps their successor to um, The Walking Dead as sort of The Walking Dead. Uh, you know, th that also doesn't seem like it's ending anytime soon. But but do they want another sort of, you know, we did zombies. Now we're doing vampires and witches and all the all the rest of them. Right. We got a different Walking Dead this time. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That, yeah. They should just call this The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. They did that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do think this does two things. One, it's very exciting for the people who have read the books and the and the and 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 watched the movie. Although I'm interested uh, in your take on sort of um, uh, he seems he's he's different uh, than mm -hmm. than Antonio Banderas certainly. So we can chat about that. Um, but it is the thing. I, the thing that I love the most about the movies, and I'm actually at this exact point in the book where um, uh, Claudia has has uh, killed killed Lestat and mm -hmm. they're going to go to Europe. And, and that to me is as, as a North American myself, the like idea of like, Oh, but what is happening with European uh, vampire culture in Europe is like very, very uh, exciting uh, to me. We get a little bit of tidbits that the thing that Armand, the book that he pulls out is these, um, the like snippets, like newspaper snippets and like uh, playbills and things like that of like old vampire culture that to me really, I, I like the movie up to the point that we're sort of at, I feel like it really kicks into high gear when we get to Europe. And so, yeah, there's, there's part of this, that, that, that part of this idea of Claudia saying we can go, he, he must not be the only vampire. There are other vampires. Mm -hmm. And Lestat saying, yeah, but they're dangerous. Lestat isn't, is a liar. Lestat is an abusive, manipulative person. And so, but the interesting part of that is, is what he's saying about, these other European vampires, are they, are they actually dangerous? Are they actually, or is he lying to make sure that Claudia and Louis stay and specifically Louis stay really close to him? Um, and so them going to explore, I mean, this is the stuff that like, it, it, you know, you're, you talk about fantasy all the time, the here, this is the hero's journey of it all of, sure you is. know, you get taken out of your, the, the life, you know, and you go explore something else. And the idea of it, like, you know, in Europe, um, is, is sort of super intriguing to me. So I think that even if you're not a book reader or you didn't watch the movie, that that is enticing of like, we only know three vampires. Am I, I guess we met Antoinette. We met Bruce also. Let's <laughs> and we not met forget, Bruce. like terrible Bruce. Yeah. We met Bruce. So we've met five vampires. Yeah. Well, Armand makes six for us, right? Let's yep. go meet some more. Let's go see what they're up to in, in Europe. This idea that like at some point, uh, you would, you would presume like, like uh, uh, Lestat has a French accent. He's French. Like he, oh, came, he's very French. Yeah. He came from from France. So let's go to like where he came from and why he might have left and all of that stuff. I think is like a very exciting. Um, uh, and um, let's let's jump into the episode and, and and the and the plan. The plan being, let's go out with a bang, Philly. Uh, uh, let's uh, throw a ball. And uh, this is this is the trap that Claudia and, and Louis are going to try to 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 get Lestat to fall into, which is they will host this ball. They so people will be presumably look incredibly drunk, um, but Claudia will poison um, one of the twins. Uh, and when uh, Lestat feeds on the twin, um, he will you know suffer, and then they can kill him. He will be incredibly weakened. They can. Claudia would like to burn him. Uh, Louis decides not to. Uh, what do you think of like the Mardi Gras, uh, the Mardi Gras-ness of it all, 
Uh, I loved it. New Orleans is such like an important character in the beginning of like interview with the vampire. And I know for folks who may be from that neck of the woods, like you and I maybe not put enough energy into how like important that kind of community and culture all is to everything. It's Mm -hmm. a, it's a like alien place to me. Right. Uh, It's got this magical quality of like, you hear these stories about like um, New Orleans during Mardi Gras. And like, I know plenty of people that have been down there though. I have never had the pleasure myself. So I have been. I will. I will say it's very like it's intoxicating and weird. It's a yes. party atmosphere. The beads yes. and all of this, and people up on the balconies like throwing beads down to you. And so it is. It is like this very like. Uh, it both feels for me. It felt very like like that's not me that's not really like the party go thing so it felt like mm-hmm. kind of othering and and like a spectacle and also like welcoming to the like the idea that they are putting beads on you know, like you're what so yeah i think it's like it's a fascinating uh uh cult. I, I think new orleans culture is this class i'd love to go back to new orleans i will say yeah as would i the whole like french quarter is so atmospheric yeah. as you're coming down it with like the gaslight lamps especially at this period in time and like you know the henry ford motor carriages and the horses in the streets the dress like the production design for this show has really been excellent you know for a period piece that like is quietly telling this vampire story i loved it i loved like the whole advancement and the fact that like people are coming to the house to like excruciatingly murdering like lestat's indignation at the encyclopedia salesman for the idea that he could like um collect and gather the summation of human knowledge in 20 books that are out of date by the time they're printed it was all very fun and then this second guy shows up like angels angels please you could save me but this notion like to like to your point of like Lestat's a liar and what he's telling them about these other vampires might not be true but also Lestat's like giving them a lot of really important lessons here about like yeah like today he's showing up with like letters and dolls and baby dolls but tomorrow it's pitchforks and torches like it's time to go like yes. if people are noticing people are clocking the like supernatural dynamic of our weird little family after decades upon decades here we gotta like pick up and uproot you know uh, and I love all of that Yes, a hundred percent. It's yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is why they need to throw the ball. A great point that um, you know they are. You know, people think that they have the fountain of youth. People, uh, uh, it is going to be. I, I think the man's name is Tom. The one that was actually ends up. It is poison. yes, Tom Anderson. Yeah, Tom Anderson. He is. Uh, he is the one who says. Uh, when did you meet the devil? And what are the terms of his agreement? Right. Uh, so so people are realizing he has the picture. Uh, of Tom uh, from from a few years ago, and the fact that Louis and Lestat look no different than the picture than they do now, poses questions. People, I think it's last episode where uh, I think multiple times Louis has to like break the like salt, <laughs> the like salt ring uh, that's been made, the like whatever ritual thing people yes. are posting outside of their door. Yeah, people are starting to take notice, and so they do need to um, begin to make a plan to move. And so why not go out, you know, uh, with a ball? No pun intended. Um, and this idea, and, and I, you know, I, I kind of love it, this idea, because this is not what happens in the book, right? Uh, it's just mm-hmm. these two, it is, uh, it's, I think it's younger boys who, who Claudia ends up, um, uh, uh, uh poisoning and, and offering to Lestat and it's much like I, I did like this inversion of Lestat's onto them and then oh nope he actually didn't uh, he wasn't onto them they knew that was that was kind of fun I thought um and we'll get into that but um so the fact that there, I, I liked it as you know in terms of the show being you know more explicitly queer this is a coming out party rich uh uh, they dance and then kiss at the end of the like of the ball knowing that they're leaving who cares uh which is 
you know, I had the experience of like when I, uh, when I was, uh, in, in university, I went to, oh, sorry, I left my like small town to go to university. And I said, uh, now I'm just going to be out. I don't care. I'm just going to go. And so I came out immediately to people when, as, as like a gay man, I didn't come out as trans until a few years later, but I, you know, I was, I was like leaving and it was like, okay, now I can be who I am. There's too much baggage here to be able to to do that i'm just gonna go but then of course it like trickled back and be like uh yeah you hear about grace like you know like off of you mm -hmm. but um anyway i love this like essentially a coming out ball uh at mardi gras for louis lestat and, and claudia i it's fantastic right i mean just all the language is like great here where louis talking about it of like the weird brothers and their doll like yeah. sister were coming yeah. out and the paper ticket to the event was a brick of gold for the insatiably curious there's just been so much excellent writing in terms of just the dialogue right not yeah. even the character development the plotting the stuff that's happening on a meta level but the back and forth the words that that the characters are exchanging with one another is like melodic and musical and powerful but the whole way that it's shot too right as they're like dancing through the room and people are kind of like vanishing out around them the boldness of it all the acknowledgement that despite all of it right like claudia's whole thing for louis here is like no you need to be like fully allow him to consume you you need to like be present you need to let yourself get swept up in the love again because like if you do that he will be distracted by you and i can make what needs to happen happen right she's right. like concealing the truth from louis on a couple of different different levels this notion of like the students are passing the teacher that we'll talk about later is like fantastic but as we come to this ball they're both just so enraptured in each other right and in that moment that that all of like the social constraints and concerns and the fear and the the baggage and the prejudice is able to like fall away right and i think this is part of the contradiction that exists within interview with the vampire within louis dupont du lac like especially and lestat primarily as lestat's an abuser but he loves this man mm -hmm. and louis is like the abuse but he loves this man and there is like mm -hmm. how you reconcile that explore it extrapolate it take it apart that doesn't validate the like toxic nature of the relationship the codependency the abuse but it makes for a very riveting love story grace you know <laughs> like it really does uh, as they make their final farewells here too at the ball i'm like oh my gosh one last that one last conversation that they have out on the balcony was um it's powerful right well, and so Daniel really is the one who ends up letting us in on the fact that Louis does, does not go through with the full plan. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and so what did you think of this? Cause in the, in the my recollection of the movie is, is, is that it's, that's not really revealed in such a way that like Louis might not have, to, you know, uh, anyway, I, no, I'm not, I don't know. They're the details. just kind yeah. of like overwhelmed and panicked as it happens. In and the they movie, leave. Right. Yeah. There's this whole beat. There is the beat in the book. Like the thing that Claudia writes down, put me in my coffin. Louis put me in my coffin in French. She like writes mm -hmm. in Lestat's blood. They're like really doubling down on sociopathic Claudia, which like I lamented a little bit earlier on that. I liked the younger iteration of Claudia because yeah. she was so impulsive and monstrous. And I think on the flip side, aging her up and making her a more 
calculating, methodical, precise kind of killer is equally frightening on a different uh-huh. kind of axis, which is uh-huh. very fun. But this thing that she writes down, this is like what Lestat's like kind of saying to Louis in the book, put me back in my coffin, right? Like I could survive through this, put me in my coffin, put me in my coffin. And I think that like Claudia, like, I can't remember if she says it in the movie or not. It's like, yeah, I'll put you in your coffin. Right, and just right, cuts right. his throat. Right? Right, and like right. then they end up taking him and throwing him in the swamp. In, yeah. In, right. Yeah. Uh, they do yeah. that in the book as well. Um, and so that, yeah, so this idea, I, you know, again, I think they're making these changes that I think, uh, I, I don't have a problem with them. I, I, I think that this idea that it's so hard to leave an abusive relationship, like mm-hmm. literally they poison him and, and, kill, and then, and then, and then Louis slits his throat. And even after doing that, he cannot yet sort of make sure that Lestat, uh, is out of his life, uh, for good. Uh, I think his, I think is a change that makes a lot of sense. And I like Daniel being able to call him out on it to, to see like, well, you didn't burn him. So you, you told me all the ways in which you might be able to kill a vampire and you didn't do any of them. So, you, you, you know, you took a chance on another one that you don't even know whether or not it works or not. And I think it's just, um, yeah, if this, um, really, I think more, uh, I think it's. I think there. I think Louis and Lestat's relationship is is much more well depicted. I think in the show. And and again, it's like why should we update these things? That you, if you know, if you wanted to engage with interview with the vampire content, well, you have a book, mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of books, and you have a movie. So why does it need to be updated? And I think we've talked a lot about um, uh, re. re- you know, casting or, or choosing to make a, a Louis and Claudia a, a black people in America. And I think we've talked a lot about why like that works. You know, there's a lot of like, unfortunately, like I, I you know, uh, I really respect Dan's rice work. Right. But you're like, gosh, you're going to like have them be a plantation owner. Like, you know, I don't know that that it's works charged. in 2022. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely, when you, you know, go back to it in like that late seventies context, it's charged stuff. It's stuff that like you wouldn't necessarily feel super comfortable, like handing to somebody else without a little bit of a qualifier nowadays of like, okay, so yeah. we're going to touch on some problematic elements. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, and, and, and to the point of their relationship, I know that it, um, it, it's not super explicit, uh, that they are like too gay men like her queer men uh, uh together at least from what i've read so far and i know that Anne rice changes that that they're um as, as she's exploring like lestat's backstory it's much more um explicitly that she's he's with these men who are partners and so yeah why do you update it i i think that one of the things that i think the show did incredibly well was with sort of the context that we know to be true about what abusive relationships uh, uh, look like um i think this was like a really strong depiction this this thing of the the unfortunate piece of like why don't you just leave your abusive partner well it's not as easy to just think that okay so they're a bad person so i'm going to leave they they abuse me and so i will leave that is not what happens in abusive relationships because obviously the relationships have to be built on something uh, something mm-hmm. about that person that made you want to be with them in the first place and and maybe you you ignore red flags or you think that somebody uh, uh, will change or whatever the reason is that means all of these reasons why there's evidence to show that people who are in abusive relationships will go back to their abuser. I think uh, this show, uh, this this is a stronger depiction of, of that than I think any of the other media that we've gotten um, about Interview with the Vampire. The, the book is very much like, and I know, again, it's like the unreliable 
unreliable narrator thing of and how much Anne Rice was trying to depict this, but it's always I feel like it's so in the vein of um uh he Louis just says he hates Lestat all the time in the book. Mm -hmm. uh, I hate him. I hate him. I always hated him. And, you know, that might not be true, but I think this is such a, uh, uh, you know, the idea too of that, like, we're not at the point in the book or the movie where we are. They've Daniel and Louis have met before. They've had the interview and now we're at a space where there's time in between those two things. And so some of this, like, you know, you can imagine that in the first conversations, I always hated him. I hated him. I hated him. I hated him. Um, that uh, that Louis can look back and think, no, I was like in love with this man. You know, I, I did well, know him. certain things about Louis. He's going to like live for a long time after this. Right. And I think when you go further into the vampire chronicles, I've only read to a certain extent, but you get a lot of clarification about like what the interim of time was for Louis before he ends up in that interview with Daniel Malloy and what kind of colored a lot of what he said then. But this is a very distinctive retelling. I mean, there are hugely significant differences in where we find louis dupont du lac in 2022 than where we found him uh you know an interview on the first pass like the course of his life seems to have been a bit different and there's implications to all of that that i just want to like dance around for the sake of spoilers as we go forward in yeah. all of this but yeah to your point of like some of the big changes i mean look like the intimacy in the books is very muted the whole notion of like sex as an act of physical gratification is really tempered there is not that kind of physical intimacy so much between vampires because this idea that like the kids the blight the blood is the true euphoria that like everything else kind of falls second to that and so in a way like all of the relationships kind of get tiered down in it to a certain degree and and the drama gets like amped up on different levels right but it's I found it really striking that they were able to make such bold choices to the characters like overtly and, and concretely and, and tell a story that's like pretty authentically resonant with like a lot of the emotional beats that Anne Rice is carrying forward. And, and to what you're talking about, look, like she wrote this book and then she would go on to spend the next gosh, 40 some years writing more books in this world. Like the stats, presentation by louis to malloy in interview is a far cry from what you get when you crack into the next book which is like a first-hand accounting of lestat's life before he meets louis de pontulac right. and then uh, the things that we get later of like other people talking about lestat and like reflections other kind of like views into the life that this vampire lived uh he becomes much more humanized and charitable along the way and that's interesting and i'm curious to see if like that's part Part of the journey we're going to get to go on over the next couple of years in amc right uh how they're able to like dial some of this back but the performances have just been so excellent from all of our leads here that it's really compelling with like the good writing behind them they're doing an excellent job portraying this depiction of a toxic relationship that you're talking about yeah we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Step into the world of power. Loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, so what did you think? Uh, we talked about the ball a little bit and sort of that coming out party. But but it really, it's a it's a trap laid by Claudia. Sure. What did you? I, I, I think I really liked the uh, Antoinette has been listening in. And so actually, because I think so much of Claudia... And and Louis is that they are able to connect. They are able to talk, uh, uh, you know, speak to each other in their minds. Um, but their creator Lestat is blocked off from that. And so then pulling it out and say, oh, actually, Antoinette has been listening the whole time. And then the double reveal of, yeah, we knew she was listening the whole time. I thought was really fun. Um, they kind of got me along the way of thinking that when um, when Lestat is going to uh, not feed on one of the twins. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got me i was like oh this is a what a major change uh the but, jig but, okay, is up sure yeah. yeah the jig is up and antoinette comes through she opens the door she's wearing the mask she walks through i thought it was really fun and then to double reveal that like yeah the people that we're rooting for i, I think like i love the performance of, of lestat don't get me wrong but i'm really rooting for louis and claudia to like mm-hmm. go and live a happy life without uh, uh lestat and then it's like oh they did it. They knew it the whole time. I thought it was very fun. I don't know if you, uh, like, did it get you at all? Uh, did you think it worked? hundred percent got me. You know, I'm like so hooked in on my expectations of how this is going to play out. Uh, Lestat ending up in the swamp is very iconic, right? It is and I iconic, thought that they yeah. would not want to miss on that opportunity of like Lestat getting thrown into the swamp, uh, especially so like New Orleans, big... right? Yeah. But, yes. Yeah. Um, and, and so I really expected it to push that way. And, and as we, get into the beat with the twins and like it's like it seems pretty clear Lestat knows something is up here but I loved how clever it was like I've known that Antoinette is in the background uh, and we've like we're aware of that we know Lestat's maintained the relationship he's lied to her the whole cutting off of the finger in retrospect like feels a little more validated to me on the basis that 
it's like an obedience check almost, right? right? Like how right. much control can I assert over this woman? And how much is she week, willing to like sacrifice, right? We said, we were like, is she a vampire or is she not a vampire? We're like, mm-hmm. I think she said that, man. maybe not. Maybe she's not a vampire because, yeah, whatever. Because then it was like the Rashid, oh, Rashid might be a vampire and he was feeding on Rashid. So you could definitely mm-hmm. feed on a vampire. And so we didn't know. And then she shows up like, of course she's a vampire. And she like her teeth uh, up. Prolonged. It was right. great. The reveal is she like comes in with the mask coming off. It's a great moment, right? And I love the way it resolves. I had an instant there where I was like, oh gosh, like have we only done this to like give them each somebody to fight? Is this like oh, the yeah. MCU like climax yeah, 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 yeah. scene? You know, <laughs> is that what we're gonna do here? But uh-huh. Claudia just like mercs her and pales her to the floor with the fireplace poker, you know, and and like the I think idea giving that- us a vampire death, I think at the end of season one is also fun. It's very it's important. Good- yeah, I agree. I think it's like a good call of her going into the incinerator alive and like screaming oh. it creates much more impact for why they weren't able to do it with the stat right uh, these like two who like both are dysfunctional but also have like a little bit of baggage especially louis the notion that he's like no 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 um but but the reveal here is brilliant the fact that like Lestat would be clever enough to be like how can i get in on this secret language that they have oh I will merely make another that yes. can hear what they say. It could be my switchboard uh, operator. And the fact that Claudia, because you have to imagine Claudia got on that train. She says to him, you should have let that train leave, Uncle Les. You know, yeah. she got on that train with a hope and a potential to like get out of this toxic relationship. She's much more courageous than Louie that way and like bold and able to like remove herself from it. And Lestat like puts the hooks back into her. And the irony here is it would have been much better off for him if he just let her go, probably right but he doesn't and she notably would fixate on that grace she would fixate on like how did he know how did he he get us how did he get there how did this happen and and ultimately there's a pretty logical line of conclusion of like how could he have overheard the two of us like having this conversation in our minds unless there is another you know i i thought it was all like so clever and giving claudia the like final moment of competence of like the student surpasses the master um you know the the consumption of blood with all a child's like delight you know like she is there is that thing isn't there grace i know like you have a lot of young people in your life of like Mm -hmm. you know you teach the kid i this has been my experience you teach the kid how to play the video game you sit down and you put the controller in their hand and they're like yeah i'll teach you how to jump you got to jump you got to hit the question mark yeah get that mushroom jump over the pit jump on the turtle you know and then like fast forward to two hours later this kid's running circles around you you know listen Um, my niece my niece loves board games i also love board games i do not go easy on my niece emory anymore because uh uh, she wins a lot of. I mean, there are a lot yeah. of like there are a lot of like luck based board games. So we're like spinning a thing, but she wins a fair amount more than I would maybe like. She's a so. Candyland master. Is that what's we happening? Do, there? We do play Candyland. She does win a Candyland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I love that beat, right? Of like Claudia being like no no i'm gonna iterate on what you taught me you know like you've taught me so well that i get to like stand on the back of your knowledge and take it to the next level i can outthink you and i will outthink you you know and the circling back validation of louis being like she was very reluctant to talk and i didn't understand why the fact that she keeps him in the dark uh just conveys her own self-interest and her um her her capacity to like drive forward what needs to happen claudia is willing to do what needs to get done you know agreed um i'm i'm very excited moving forward uh you know obviously the show can can pivot 
but how their relationship goes. Because I do think the fact that she does not burn Lestat is, is you know, it will be incredibly frustrating for Claudia in terms of I had the perfect plan. I did it. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't do it um, is, is going to be something. And, and like, I think she'll empathize, but at the same time, it's like, you know, we really were free and potentially we're not free. So I'm very excited to see there. And so, yeah, knowing some of the stuff of where it goes forward, I think a lot of this stuff that I saw makes me really excited for what a season two uh, looks like um because of the beats that i know again like i think they they stick with sort of the themes and 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 um and so yeah they might change some things but uh i think it makes for a very compelling uh runway for a season two here with claudia and louis to your point about season two i just think it leaves us in such a fascinatingly charged place like right. daniel is the most reliable person we have saying anything on the screen at any given uh -huh. moment right uh -huh. and he's like dude reads a lot like she hates you for a while here you know so coming into a season two where this furious ferocity intensity of emotion from this young woman in claudia who has been wronged again and again and again the world wronged her and like you know positioned her in that louis ends up creating the fire she gets these two demon parents she deals with like everything with bruce and like sexual assault all of it this, this girl has like just been crushed down and the idea that she's able to like murder her own father and now she's going to go off on this great european vacation with her other father whom she now has has transferred all of that hate onto it leaves us in a very interesting position for what the beginning of a season two looks like and like the way that relationship is transitioned this thing Malloy keeps hitting on of like the blank pages in the diary the, uh -huh. the pages he's like that you ripped out actually looks more like a ruler did look very precise those are some clean cuts you know mm -hmm. um I'm curious well, how much we will get to know about that and how deeply Louis will dig into that. Cause Louis in very big ways, it feels to me, Grace, not like he's actively trying to mislead Malloy, but that he is in denial, that he's like a man in denial about the true status of Claudia about Lestat. Like, yes, he's coloring the story with intention a little bit, but I think that that's more about his like emotional investment in these people. Right. It's really tough. Cause I want to talk a lot about this and, uh, but I, we will very quickly get into like people who have not read the book, watch the movie, but there's a, there's a lot to say about, I think the, the removal of the pages and some recontextualizing, when you look now at who confirmed who Louis lives with, mm -hmm. uh, I think there's so much there that I'm, uh, I just want to talk about it, but we can't talk well, about maybe it. Maybe we'll have to circle back and do an extra yeah. or something. Cause okay. yeah, there's plenty to talk about here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, most episodes did we, did we miss? Is there anything um, we did not touch upon in the episode? Rich, a few tiny little notes. Like, so moving the timeline the way that we have, we're now in the midst of world war two, which is yes, really right. interesting. Going right. to Europe is going to be a very different prospect than it was in the original story. And I think it's really notable. There's a couple of exchanges here in that scene where they're listening to the radio and, and Louis is like kind of decorating the Christmas tree. Grace. It was such a beautiful scene. It like love looks it. lovely. Right? Oh, I have, I have a, 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 yeah, I want to talk about a thing that I thought was like visually stunning. Uh, There's like a fun. beat here where Louis like loading up the Christmas tree. He's like, what about Greece? Cradle of civilization. Oh, yeah. And Lestat's got this like kind of throwaway line where he's like, oh yeah, it's a great home for those who must be kept. Like uh, put a pin in that. That's like relevant to the Anne Rice suggests. I don't know what we call them. Okay. What do we call the Anne Rice stands? Uh, uh, Anne stands? 
what there was in the Mayfair Witches uh, promo there they they is it is it the immortal universe is that I think that's what they're calling the whole sure thing. yeah that universe. sounds great that sounds like I don't know what you the immortals thing, but, are we uh, all immortals yeah yeah it could be that's notable those who must be kept in like Lestat's reaction to the notion of Greece he plays it off of like no 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 we'll be too close to the Italians over there and they'll come hunt us down they're real feisty which um I thought is very funny as an Italian but that's a beat and then the 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 revision to Lestat of like oh no no we're gonna go to Buenos Aires which I believe like has a lot of like connections with um Nazis fleeing post-world war one yes Uh, well he talks about the uh, awful people but great tailor great tailors Uh, great tailor great tailor tailor. I know a great tailor uh you're covering uh Willow with I think yeah she is that's a great tailor it's an ace tailor uh Lestat also pointedly talking about his creation last episode right Uh and he talked about being locked in the tower with the many dead bodies and how all of them looked like him and what does Lestat look like he's like a white man with blonde hair and Mm. blue eyes it's Mm. very like uh you know there's some real illusions that like I touched on as we're starting to talk about World War II between like Lestat and fascism and the Nazi party and the master race and all these terrible ideas that I was like this is a little this feels very overt and I don't know if I'm the only one like reading it that way Um, but that stood out to me as like an important note this whole beat of like Buenos Aires not Buenos Aires they actually are going to go to Europe but we know that like Lestat's got baggage there World War II is happening and it's going to be a very charged environment um, I also think I think uh, I agree with all of that. I think that's very fun. I, I didn't really catch up, uh, catch a lot of that. But the, this idea that I the Greece thing, I didn't catch. And yeah, they're going to Buenos Aires. I'm like, oh, but actually they're going to go to Europe. So whatever. Um, but I was talking about like expanding the world. Uh, that's like th- like uh, Europe, obviously, like encompasses many places. But but yeah, Greece and Buenos Aires sort of being on the board as like a place that they're all, they're connected to in some ways is, is, is very fun. Um uh, also changing Armand uh, uh, to be presumably, I I don't know what his like um, you know race or ethnicity will be. I know that the actor who plays uh, Rashid Assad Zaman uh, was I believe born in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Um, and Daniel uh, like challenges him on his religion, right? When it finally right. comes to a head, like right. that's where Daniel starts. How many days in the calendar, right? Uh, right. It, the whole thing here, it's interesting. So. Yeah, that to me is very fun. Versus uh, Armand would have been. Was he? Where was like he's played by Antonio Banderas. So I don't know. What, what, I don't know where what his, like where. We, anyway, I think there's a lot uh, to be had with like, you know, choosing this particular. I mean, again, to the point of like making uh, Louis and Claudia like having them be black uh, people. I think uh, yeah, clearly like you know they're in uh, they're in uh, the United Arab Emirates, and so they're more, like you know to be more Middle Eastern uh, to to set Armand to potentially be is really you know just, I'm interested to see what they're doing because they're really thinking about this stuff a lot. I think uh, in the show so. They yeah. absolutely are. Uh, Armand is a really, really interesting character, right? I think that the film, he's a little bit more present he, in the books. He's got like a bigger role. The film only can like accommodate so much time for such gigantic stars, right? Apparently but, he's uh, Ukrainian uh, in the in the movie. Uh, Armand is Ukrainian. So, yeah. It's very yeah. interesting. I'm very excited to see how much deeper we get into Armand. And I loved that beat where Malloy is like challenging him on his religion. And it's like, yeah, he knows all this stuff of course he does you know uh the whole the whole interaction all the stuff with malloy louis and rush 
Rashid in the apartment this episode was really saying for me. Like in a week where I was more focused on what happens with the story in the past, like I'm deeply invested with that and I want to see how it plays out. Every time we jumped to the future, I was like riveted by what was happening. I feel like they really did a great job working the two halves of the story that they're balancing out here to make it very exciting catapulting this forward. And the notion that this is Armand and that Armand's been with Louis through this time and they have this amassed wealth and knowledge, uh, this collection of books in an episode that starts with Lestat like mocking the encyclopedia sales which for like to think your knowledge could be consumed in like 20 books and then it ends with armand like flying up to the heights of the bookshelf to yeah. get this photo album recounting yeah. like yeah. his past the theater de vampire it's like oh this is really interesting like what else do these two have collected in their uh you know dubai penthouse that is going to be of interest as we go forward i'm really into it grace me too. I thought it was really fun. It really excites me for season two. I think especially the, I mean, I, I wasn't really concerned that there wouldn't be a season two and obviously uh, no like official confirmation, but the fact that like Mayfair, which is, is coming up uh, leads me to believe that like AMC isn't going to cut bait on this. I, I think um, this was a show that I think a lot of people liked in terms of, what I felt like one of the things I really got out of the finale and I, I really needed was more of the horror. And mm -hmm. boy, when they are walking through the house together, slaying these people who they've signed up to like agree that they'll show them the fountain of youth and they are eating them alive and the blood is dripping and they're in the Mardi Gras like outfits. And so they're like all of these, they're all in white. And so the blood stained on them. The one where they come around the corner and it's Claudia with Louis and Lestat behind her. It's staggering. It's so good. Right? It's so good. It looks That's the poster amazing. image, Grace, of like right. the dysfunctional vampire family. They're all dressed in like that style, like uh, uh, Marie Antoinette, right? Pre-revolutionary right. France, right. this like time of like aristocratic decadence. I mean, and even Louis, who is so he has such humanity and such compassion he rips the jaw off of man like that's his first order of business when everything yep. goes to hell in that room and the tom anderson bit that we didn't talk about it but the notion that ultimately claudia gets the stat on his hubris right right like who was it then because it's not one of the twins that she poisoned this is a great technique right because it's inverting our expectations as book readers and movie fans it. where mm -hmm. we think we know what's going on we know mm -hmm. the twins we recognize that the twins like a pull from the movie that like yeah they're, they're aged up and that's all great but the fact that like well stats like which one was it he who called you uh him right and and the fact that like yeah. this indignation that tom anderson had of like you think you can be the the like king of mardi gras a month out you weirdo for all the insinuations especially based tom on what really tom drops the 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 like uh f word uh uh right is it is it not tom who calls him uh uh, uh one of them uh, yes I'll he say, does I'll, when louis yeah. like he calls yeah. louis over in the whispering gallery right this oh, place yeah. was built by the person who made the capital you can hear right. what i'm saying louis thinks he's losing it and he's like you know you're debaucherous like uh you know multi-colored you know it's very rude uh about the whole thing and over yep. and that's yep. the point where louis gonna pin the like flower on his lapel right. and send him up the amaranth which like amaranth is like an interesting flower tied to sacrifices in like aztec kingdoms and like mythology these were like flowers Ooh. used in like these vast ritual blood sacrifices here's so one very rift. like on the nose you know does does claudia know louis so well to know that louis also will make sure that tom gets the 
Yes. The, pin, yes. the lapel. I think Claudia is like very overtly in, right? like manipulating everybody here where mm. she like knows that I Tom is going to say some stuff and that Louie's going to make sure that Tom gets to Lestat. And this is, I believe, is a real historical character. Uh, there's a couple of historical characters along the way that like pop oh, up Tom in with the vampire. But I think like there's a notable person from Louisiana history. Uh, nonetheless... Tom Anderson is also the founder of uh, MySpace, I believe. Our friend. Oh Tom. yeah, hey, uh, we yeah. Could use him back. How about that guy? That's on Twitter. True. Is that a thing? That's Do you true. still have any money, Tom Anderson? Yeah. We miss you. The the unofficial mayor of Storyville in Louisiana, Thomas yep. C. Anderson. Yep. Uh, so you, he, you the the timeline. Uh, like he did die in 1931, but I yeah, fun. Timelines vary all over the place. I I love that beat. I love seeing Louis like degenerate into the ferocity of the starved vampire ripping people apart. And to your point of like how starkly grotesque and beautiful it is, like it's really stunning with all of them in the white clothes and the wigs kind of walking through the place, you know. The other my my other wish list thing for season two is I really do love and this was we know that uh, uh Lestat is not dead. Um and and so the swamp thing is really fun, but then actually like when when he reappears in the story, it's I think it's also one of my favorite parts of the movie. Tremendous, yeah. So I do think that like what's kind of fun is now that we know is gonna see like I can't we that part of like how he does that is really um I think I think the change is good here because uh, one of the things we haven't seen in the movie or the book is like, how does he do that? How does he survive? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's not like he's in the swamp or whatever, but he is just going to like be in a garbage landfill and feed off rats. Going to have to like develop a plan to like safely. Like, I'm kind of excited if we if we in the movie, we really shift focus. And, and it's not the, the fun is that we come back. It's like, how are you alive? Like how? Yep. Uh, and the show has decided. Well, that's not the mystery. The mystery isn't whether or not he's alive. It's going to be like, how does he show up? And so I think that season two can have a lot of fun with like down on his luck Lestat, right? Like yep. very mad and yep. angry. Lestat like alone and mad and degenerated and weakened. Still and all in New of Orleans. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It could be very, very fascinating to be able to follow all these timelines, right? Yeah. Um, I wish, I, I wish, I, you know, a seven episode Ron Grace yeah. feels so tight and short and specific. And part of me is like, gosh, I could use more. But honestly, like, it feels really elegant. They stopped at a perfect spot. This is the excellent, like, let's come back for a part two when we pick up the second half of the story. Uh, and they did such a wonderful job just winning me over, giving me the familiar things. I got enough Leo pointing gifts here in season yeah. one of like yeah. the stuff I know and love and am familiar with. And I was really challenged by a lot of the material to like go read more, to learn more, to open my head a little bit more to the like kind of experiences and metaphor that were being presented with on this show. Uh, I really loved it. Interview with the Vampire season one. I was smitten. I, I said the same thing. I think my only critique, and it's interesting that um, I do feel like seven, it's like, oh man, it's already over. But I also thought the episode before we get caught, Cla- where we meet Claudia at the end of the episode, I thought that episode was very wheel spinny because right. one is like, okay, but the end of the episode, Louis is a vampire. But the end of episode two, there you can tell that this is not going to be an equal relationship. And I feel like three kind of does the same thing again before we then get Claudia. And so, you know, I, I don't know. 
a lot of jokes on Twitter I've seen recently of like, I really miss the 22 episode seasons where like six, like, like 10 of them are filler, you know? Yeah. Like, you people like, can't appreciate filler yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Louis joins a, a tennis team <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. you know, or whatever. Claudia you know? gets a dog. Yeah. That's yeah. right. We, we don't get those episodes anymore, but I, I, you know, I, that's my, that's the only place where I felt like it was slow. And I, I, you know, I'm, you know, I, 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 I'm not trying to be like, Oh, this is how I would have written this. I don't know if I if I was able to write TV, I would write TV. Uh, I do not. So um, I don't know. That's it was just my feeling was that was a little bit wheel spinny. Mm-hmm. But but you know, um, this will be a weird analogy. But there was this uh, uh, theory at summer camp, this idea that um, if you were running a game for your kids, uh, you you don't want to end the, the game like you play do- you go and play dodgeball. You want to yep. end dodgeball when they're all sick of playing dodgeball. You want to end it kind of when they're having basically the most amount of fun so yes. that the the day you need to go play dodgeball again the kids are super jazzed and they, they they they've left being like yeah we get to play more dodgeball instead of like ah oh, no we played dodgeball for like 4 hours the other day you know i feel like we're in a little bit of the same boat here where i feel like they did actually cut us off i think at a really good point i know earlier on we were thinking how much of the book are they going to get through and i actually think this is this is wise this is smart to end it here and now i think you know, we have a, a bit of an idea of what season two is going to look like. And that stuff is all really exciting. I feel like I'm, I'm really excited and jazzed to get into essentially what I presume will be the second half of the book. Uh, this is uh, what I would call, Rich, a reverse Dune. Uh, no, is it exactly uh, Dune? No, it's, exa- it's, it's the same as Dune. exactly Dune. Yeah. It's the same as Dune. Yeah, it's, yeah. So it's not a reverse Dune. And that's exactly. probably why I love it. <laughs> yeah, we do love Dune. Uh, Dune is so freaking good. You guys, I, I'm yeah, anyway. really with you. You know, I think that, um, you know, leave them wanting more, right? Like I've been talking about a lot of TV shows recently and I had just recently revisited season three of the leftovers on a whim a couple of weeks ago, you and I are getting ready to start talking about 1899. So dark is yeah. very front of mind. Yep. And those two shows are both shows. I point to even like Lindelof's Watchmen is another one uh-huh. that I point to, but like the leftovers and dark especially they have like the same exact episode count you know you're talking about a fully told series of tv and on three seasons that's less than 30 hours of to watch and i love the uh economy of the storytelling there and the intentionality of like knowing where they wanted to go like sometimes sometimes hard to believe in america less is more uh and and you could do a lot with a little and i'm very much in that space of like i'm energized and excited about ann rice you know i spent this last week like before watching the episode reading back through the books and i am now sitting here with my amazon carts filling right up grace of like oh gosh i didn't read this one and i didn't read that one i Mayfair witches i think i'm gonna be uh chatting with the bookstore about uh making sure that they have a copy for me soon i think yeah I'm excited to crack into the rest of the Anne Rice mythology. I'll be perusing the books between now and the return of uh, now and Mayfair Witches for that matter, but even the return of interview and whatever else we get there. I think that just to like circle back the season two thing, I think part of what we're going to get, that's probably going to be a gem is a lot of Anne Rice's second book uh, in the, in the vampire Chronicles, the vampire Lestat. I think we're going to probably get a lot of like hindsight of Lestat looking back at his life. Yeah. And I really am excited about that. I can see the mechanism the of while he's struggling. It's also, it's like, how is the, like he, how he struggled. And so flashbacking the loss, the loss technique, right. Of like yeah. once upon a time, I had an experience that mirrors this. Yes. Uh, yes. That is my all time favorite of Anne Rice's books. Uh, the vampire Lestat is like, such a change of pace to what interview was and like really deepens that character. I can't wait for season two. Very eager. 
Yeah, I totally agree. Also, if you want vampire stuff, there's like four other vampire shows on TV at the moment. So you can check <laughs> one of them out. Uh, the the sidekick from uh, from the Spider-Man movies has one. There's a Let the Right One In. Uh, there's a bunch of them happening. So if you're like juicing for more vampire content, it's definitely out there. Adam H. recently recommended uh, Dracula to me, uh, uh, which is based uh, because it's the same guy who did some doctor who stuff and uh and who did inside man which adam and i covered recently so yeah i might check that it's only three episodes so i might check that out so yeah there's tons Ooh. of vampire stuff uh out there and perhaps we'll be talking about vampire content on the patron uh feeds maybe a mediapedia it sounds like a good mediapedia episode. that yeah. could be can i ask a total aside uh, outside of interview do you have like a particular favorite vampire film Oh, uh, uh, I mean, got you right on the spot here. I know. Uh, for me, like that yeah, Bram you... Stoker's Dracula with Gary Oldman and Keanu yeah, really back good. in the day, that was like right at a time for me that like, oh God, like interview is actually my favorite vampire movie. But if we're going to go to the classic kind of vampire fair, uh, that oh. Bram Stoker's Dracula gets me every time. Oh, well, I mean, what we do in the shadows, uh, yeah. is my, is uh, probably my favorite vampire content, but also I, you know, that those first two seasons of true blood, I don't know if they hold up, but boy, was it fun. They to know, true blooding but the they time. were an absolute blast uh they were delightful i love true blood yeah anybody who claims they didn't they're lying you know and how can you know i i actually think that uh the twilight books get a, a little bit of a bad rap i actually think they're a little bit better than than people remember i think sometimes a content that is specifically for like young women i think really gets written off because uh people don't often respect the opinions of young women unfortunately in our society and so i actually think that the twilight said like yeah at the end is get a little wonky but like the first stuff is like pretty fun i don't know i, I don't never know. read the books i have watched the movies many more times than i'm generally comfortable admitting in public but um yeah. like i'm deeply familiar with the film adaptations and like they're a guilty pleasure of mine they're great yeah. and not for nothing but like hey. you pulled like a crop of fantastic actors out of that film right there was some yeah. real like pedigrees coming up through there yeah and i feel like they all got a bad rep like then robbie p is like i'm gonna play batman and kristen stewart's like i'm gonna play diana like they're great like I, yeah i agree with you i think that, yeah wrong yeah. deal yeah. yeah yeah um all right that is our coverage i i don't think we are done chatting about uh, this series in particular and perhaps uh, uh mayfair which is as as uh as it looks to be on the horizon i believe it was january uh is the date so that's sooner than later um so we'll be back in the meantime i just mentioned a couple things but rich what else do you got going on Oh, a bunch of things. We're getting ready for Willow is about to premiere as yeah. a new series starting on Disney Plus on November 30th. Uh, coverage for that is out there in your post show recaps feed somewhere if you want to scope it out covering that with my friend taylor ball uh melissa woodward and i sat down and started talking about his dark materials grace another yes. kind of like alternate real world up. fantasy i love it uh there's been two seasons that have been made by the bbc they're up on hbo season three coming early in december so melissa and i are recapping that we're looking back at season one and season two that's coming up soon uh and or finally getting its due there's a lot of folks talking Talking about it in the press we saw today there was some really fun news that yeah it's getting released on hulu and on abc no, the first couple I, of episodes there's like four networks that i think all on the same day are going to release the first two episodes and i think this is like this is the thing i saw matt colville yes. really was like like it's really good are people not talking about like are people not enjoying it steven fishback was like is it not good and i feel like there is this thing of like it's really good and yet it kind of is getting no buzz i was just at a conference for five days and when you talk about what do you do in your spare time i do a lot of podcasting what are you watching this is what i'm watching 
Andrew wasn't really on coming anybody's, up. it wasn't coming up, which I only thought about once I was home, mm -hmm. uh, that it was a thing that people weren't talking about. Uh, like the crown got released this week. So that felt like mm -hmm. a big, big one. And, and uh, you know, I was like the target audience might not have been uh, uh, Andor folk, but, but there were some Star Wars people and, and it wasn't really talked about, which I thought was like, I don't know. That kind of sucks. Cause it's been really good. Star Wars people everywhere. It uh, it's going to be like a Game of Thrones, where I think that the comet's right. going to pull a lot of people in. I think it dropped. They, you know, the showrunners have been talking about uh, Gilroy, like going up against House of the Dragon and Rings of Power was never the original intention. It's got the lowest kind of marquee power of the the name at the top of the screen. Uh, Tales of the Jedi just came out last week. Right. There was like much more kind of internet chatter about these six animated shorts that connect back to the Clone Wars, where we're talking about more prominent characters like Ahsoka and Dooku and stuff, which may sound crazy to a Star Wars fan. Nonetheless, no, you know what? I was, I listened to a podcast where, you know, I just turned up cause I wanted to listen to their coverage of something else in the middle. They were like, we're going to do tales of the Jedi. And I was like, Oh, that's what that show is. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch it. That sounds it's super so fun. good. It's yeah. awesome. If you have like Ahsoka's background about... and Dooku's like origins, like this is so cool. Yeah, I, I watched that and got sucked right back into Clone Wars. I went back into season five and started watching the end of it. Nonetheless, uh, I'm just here to, promote and or it's not the only reason i'm here but you guys should scope it out anybody who's been on the fence about it and has been waiting for some like time or real estate to open up in their tv schedule gosh it's stunning i'll say this it starts slow it builds slow you really need to take those first three episodes in and you're like okay this is cool by episode six you're like oh this is actually kind of impressive by episode 10 you're like wow this is a masterpiece um so it's a show that's really authentically building on itself in a way that i've not seen in tv i don't think in quite a while uh, certainly not this year so that's all stuff that i'm doing you can follow me on twitter at dm philly my dms are open and uh, go give me a follow over at twitch.tv slash dm philly where i'm streaming dungeons and dragons and a bunch of other role-playing games with my friends like grace and the other folks post show recaps that's it that's my very yeah. long plugs did, did you mention 1999 did i was i distracted i did not yes yeah, it's 1999 uh you mentioned in the pod so uh the creators of our one of our favorite shows dark they are coming back this thursday with a all the episodes for a new season called 1899 about a group of European immigrants who tried to migrate to America and then stumble upon a ship and bad things ensue, I believe. So we shall see. So um, we will be dropping our episode one coverage on Thursday. And then um, uh, I believe Josh and a special guest will get together to chat about the full thing. They're going to watch all of it. But then Rich, Ariel, and I will be going through episode by episode. We're going to try not to spoil ourselves. It is a mystery show. So we wanted to do that. So uh, there'll be full season coverage if you want that. And then episodic coverage um, um, with us. And, and, you know, even if you do our coverage, you could then go back and listen to the Josh episode at the end. So uh, we'll see. Um, I don't think our house of the dragon coverage is finished uh, based on some conversations I was having this morning. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, the crown dropped uh, all uh, episodes last week. Um, LT and myself got together to chat about the premiere episode. And then LT is going to be joined by Sarah Ferguson uh, to chat about all of season one. So the same thing they're going to, they binged it and they're going to chat about it. Uh, and then Shannon Gus and I will be back for episodic coverage of the crown with some guests along the way over on rob is a podcast i have roll call a board game show we played clue last month um uh, i'm i'm in the works i'm chatting with uh some indi an, an individual who has been on the tv show survivor who's not rob uh to come and join me and, and pick a game so we can play it this month so there should be news about that soon but you can catch all the replays on the youtube and twitch channels 
Post Recaps Theater, Aaron and I cover movies every week. Um, this week, we're going to be covering Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, and I think Armageddon Time. Um, so we will, we shall see. Anyway, I'm on Twitter, at Hi from Grace. It's enough of my plugs. We're not done talking about Interview with the Vampire. The interview is not yet concluded, so we'll be back soon. Until then, we're going. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.